Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number three of That's What Bee Said. I'm your host, Bree, at Breezy Clee, and tonight I am joined by Brittany at Bird's Eye View. Hello, Brittany. Hello, Bree. Just the two of us tonight. Meredith is grinding at work all week. Totally understand. We miss you, Meredith, uh, but the show must go on for episode three. We can't let our listeners down. She's going to be so disappointed, too, because we're actually talking about baseball a lot, it looks so, like. Yes, I was working on the rundown this week, and I obviously, if you listened to our show last week, you know, Brittany was still on the baseball fence, if you will. So I texted her yesterday, and I was like, I'm really sorry. There's actually a lot of baseball in here. And then she responded back and said, I've been watching. So I, I have been. Wait for this. I cannot wait. Okay, so granted, some of it has been against my will. But I have been doing it. And like, because it's been on the West Coast, I am not one to stay awake really late anymore. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm too old for it. So, and but instead of watching The Nanny before I fall asleep, we've been, <laughs> we've been watching <laughs> The Guardians. And I, I have some ideas. Okay, we'll yes. get to it later. Yeah. Cannot wait. Yes, you're going to get into it. Uh, busy, busy show this week. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't kick it off with the women's NCAA championship. So I know we're obviously five days removed now from this. However, felt natural for us to talk about it. We kind of teased this last week. Um, and it did not disappoint Brittany. So obviously this, the game aired on Sunday on ESPN, um, 9.9 million viewers, on a Sunday afternoon at 3.30 p.m., mind you, it is the most watched college basketball game to air on ESPN, men's or women's, awesome. uh, against LSU and um, Iowa. So we had the Caitlin Clark story versus Angel Reese. And then, of course, not only was the game viewed by millions of people, but literally the entire conversation after the game wasn't even about the game. It was about the players and Angel Reese taunting Caitlin Clark was pretty much what came out of it. So she did the, you can't see me <laughs> taunt that Caitlin, I'm doing it on the video. First of all, look at this man hand like bigger than my head. <laughs> Only you guys could see. Um, and so Angel Reese then also pointed to her ring finger, obviously because they were about to win the national championship and literally Twitter blew up. Uh, Dale, Joe, what other names do we have? Eric, eight nine five eight nine one. Chad, Brad, Chad, Brad. All of them. Everyone was offended. Yeah. Angel was classless. A poor sport. This should never happen in sports. Um, and (laughs) most recently, Angel, or sorry, Caitlin was being interviewed, and she defended Angel. She did not think that she should have been criticized at all. Uh, she said, I'm one that competes. She competed. I think everybody knew there was going to be a little trash talk in the entire tournament. It's not just me and Angel. So, Brittany, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Like, what was your whole take on this? Do you like taunting? Do you think it had anything to do with the fact that they were women, which is why they were criticized so heavily? I need to hear it from Brittany. So, first of all, I love taunting. Yes! I love taunting. I wish there cannot be enough taunting for me in every sport, <laughs> men or women. I don't care if it's bowling. I want to see taunting at the Masters. Just taunt. Wait, taunt Tiger everyone. did that. 
this year. Okay, remember well, we I ended. Okay, okay, I won't bring it up. I, won't I wrote it, it in the rundown. Y'all say my little notes. <laughs> 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 Everyone but Tiger, I want to see taunting. <laughs> um, no, so in my immediate reaction, like, so on Sunday, we had a little girls' day for Jenna's birthday party. So um, Angela and I went over there and just hung out. And it was so funny. So we're sitting there and Jenna was like, all right, it's it's 3.30. We got to put the women's game on. Like, this would never happen before. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was the first year that, that was, she was, like, so excited. For her birthday, all she wanted to do was watch this women's championship game. So we're like, yes, let's watch it. The three of us were glued to the television the entire time. I can't state enough how number one how entertaining that was yes granted the refs took a lot of what could have been a much closer game i think and they sort of as they do sometimes they sort of made it about them um they became a much bigger story than they needed to be which was annoying but the game itself the competitiveness the taunting at the end i was like yes this is awesome because I remember just a few days earlier, Brie, when Caitlin yes. Clark was doing this and Twitter blew up. Oh, how funny she was. Basketball needs more of this. This is great. All time. Generational. Those were the responses when she did it. So then, you know, Angel Reese did the same thing. And, you know, everyone's watching this. I didn't hate when Caitlin Clark did it. Yeah. I did not hate when Angel Reese did it. It's always awesome to me. It's this immediate double standard that comes out. Well, she is classless. And, you know, I th I think I'm not going to make it about that, but yeah. there is a double standard here. And I think yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's shameful and pathetic. And you can okay. see it like immediately. You know that little meme with all the people and like their their trucks and stuff with the sunglasses on. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. That's them. Those are the people that got mad about it. That's yes. all I'm gonna say about that. But one thing I did point out, and I actually texted you guys. So Monday, I went to go get my eyelashes done, and I go to a barber shop. It's literally called the barber shop to get my lashes done. Amazing. Uh, but I know this wonderful lady. Her name is Karen. Her son owns the shop. So like. You know, it's it's her little space in the back and then, like, big open space where, you know, all the guys are. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. And um, the, the topic of conversation that day, it was about women's basketball, but it wasn't even about the taunting, the chanting, the game itself. These guys were sitting here talking about what would be in these ladies' best interests going forward? Mm -hmm. So they were having a debate about whether they should stay in college, you know, get that NIL money, or whether they should yeah. go pro, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought that was really cool. Like, here I am in this setting that's, I'm, I'm, I don't belong there, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and normally they're talking about, you know, football and basketball and whatever, whatever's going on at the time. But here they were having a thoughtful discussion about what these girls should do to like better themselves financially in the future. And I'm like, wow, what a refreshing change of pace here. And none of, none of this would have happened if, if, if what happened, if it weren't built up the way that it was for Sunday, where everyone got excited to watch that. Caitlin Clark is generational. Yes. 
LSU is amazing. Both of these things can be true. I wanted both teams to win. That's how much I loved the spirit of that game. Yes, I 100% agree. I it was unfortunate to me that most of the conversation after the fact was more about the taunting and everyone arguing about Angel Reese and how it was mm-hmm. unsportsmanlike of her to do that and um a lot of layers to unpack as to like why people were offended by that specifically, but I think what got lost in all of it is like these were two really good teams, two really good players specifically who captivated like an entire fandom, like new fandom of women's basketball, which I thought was great for the sport. And like, I know that the final score wasn't close necessarily, um, but it was a heck of a lot more entertaining than the men's championship game that followed the the following Monday, like in prime time slot. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, women's basketball is, it's truly like, you're gonna hate me for saying this maybe oh god it's just like pure basketball because like i don't hate you for saying it. i okay agree. good i agree with you yeah i mean there's a ton of ball movement um mm-hmm. they run their plays um you know it may not be as fast paced but i like it because a lot of these women these girls they they stick around and play for a longer period of time than most male athletes in college do because of the fact that unfortunately for women, their future in professional sports and their ability to make money isn't as great as it is in college, to be frank. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like the fact that the NIL is actually an option for them to make money. And I don't know if you saw Brittany, but like both Caitlin and Angel, like their follower count on social media platforms, like doubled. Jesus. They went from like, I don't know, 200,000 followers, which is still really good, mind yeah. you, on like Instagram and Twitter to like a million. Oh my goodness. And when you're talking about like a million followers, I mean, there are influencers that don't play any sport that literally mm-hmm. just take pictures of themselves and they make so much money from just the endorsements that they have. So, um, you know, I think the taunting, to be honest, like all the buzz and all the people talking about it honestly just benefited them and is helping them getting paid. And to be frank, like I'm actually like looking forward to women's basketball next year now. Like I'm we have saying- something to look forward to, like this new rivalry. I think it's great. Yeah, we were already talking about getting tickets for the final four next year. It's in Cleveland. How nice is yes, that? Yes, which is amazing. And that'll be great. It'll be great too for the city of Cleveland with like all the buzz. But my problem is I don't know who to cheer for. Like I just I want them all to succeed. Yeah, I know. I know. That is really that is really hard. I I was very conflicted myself in the game on Sunday too because I also like LSU's coach, Coach Malky, like her like extravagant I do outfit. too. And like and people were giving her really hard time understandably because she was on the court like almost the entire game. It was she pretty was. ridiculous. She was. Uh, that was bad. And then they called the technical on Caitlin Clark for like I don't passing the ball behind her back like what was that yeah I don't I don't know if that was like yeah that was very controversial too like I don't know that's the thing about refs sometimes like they just get on these like power trips yes like they just can do whatever they want to do and interpret things however they want to interpret them I don't know it that was like really bizarre yeah and the unfortunate thing is with like refs umpires whatever like they kind of can they're not really held accountable to anything and you know especially I'd say like well baseball basketball if you know the ref's name, 
you shouldn't. Like that's an indicator exactly. of a bad ref or umpire. Exactly. Um, I don't know though, Brittany, I don't know about you. I was like searching online to see if I could find, you know, like the jerseys of these girls, like Caitlin and Angel uh -huh. to, to like buy them and support them and wear them. And I was having a hard time finding it. I think Nike was launching Caitlin Clark's, but like, I wanted to get them for my kids. Yeah. Like, I, I want like the youth version. So I don't know. I'll, I'll have to keep my eyes peeled for that. Cause obviously I want to, I want to support them and support their careers um but this this got us thinking you guys so Brittany and i being fans of taunting because we love we're here for the smoke we, oh, yeah. we're here for the pettiness <laughs> we're like let's rank or let's like talk about our favorite taunts in sports history because there's been some good ones so Brittany, do you want to kick off you want me to lead i feel like your your list is much stronger than mine i tried to keep mine more cleveland themed and i also just have a terrible memory so most of mine are like more recent than than yours so i'm gonna kick off so this one happened in i think 2018 um not popular i guess amongst cleveland people but isaiah crowell <laughs> <laughs> i believe this was this was baker's rookie game where he came in and obviously like went on to win the game but before that things were not going well and Isaiah Crowell scored a touchdown who was a former Browns player and then wiped his butt with the football <laughs> and I think he got fined for that hold yeah. on I'm gonna find um the literature behind this because one of my favorite things today was when I was like looking up like historic taunts yeah the articles that are written about them are so funny what a football player wipes butt oh it says the first thing that comes up is football player wipes bum with money what okay i'm not looking I, did at you that say, <laughs> wipes rear end wipes butt with football how dare you use the word butt rear end his rear he wiped his rear end yes he this just it says rear end they don't say butt like what's they wrong with the word end. butt rear end is so funny to me or dare you i forgot that that's a way to describe a butt rear end <laughs> i'm gonna start saying <laughs> oh this headline says the butt wipe celebration cost thirteen thousand dollars and pissed off his mother <laughs> Oh no, you don't want to make your mom mad. I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So yes, that was a good one. Good call. Okay, on and then so my next one, you guys will also remember, also in the Baker Mayfield era, since I guess that's now an era, but also in the Hugh Jackson era, after Hugh Jackson got fired from Cleveland, remember he went like consulted for Cincinnati. Oh my god. <laughs> And he was on the sideline of that game, and Demarius Randall picked off someone and then went and handed Hugh Jackson the ball. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that. I remember Classic. that. Classic. Amazing. <laughs> Classic Cleveland. And then finally, finally, my favorite of most recent memory was when Josh Naylor did he he hit a home run and then was running mm -hmm. around the bases against the Yankees and he did the rock the baby gesture. Yes. Wait, hold on though. Whoever was announcing, didn't they think that he was doing something else? And they're like, Do you remember that? 
was he did everyone think he was doing like a ball sack situation or something that's what i thought it was (laughs) (laughs) well maybe it was me who thought that he was doing like a ball thing like maybe oh, I got giant was... balls and then like they're like oh no he's rocking the baby which i don't i still don't know what it means well, does it? i'm actually not sure that i really could understand does that just mean that like he's his daddy like oh, i'm your daddy like so i'm, I'm rocking okay. the baby at, like he the pitcher was the baby i don't i think that's how i interpreted it i feel like anyway he got a ton of flack for that i remember obviously for yes. anyone that wasn't a cleveland fan which in my opinion i'm like yankees fans suck so like haha but they ended up obviously the Guardians ended up losing the entire series. So then he got mocked, I think, yes. in the next game, um, which was embarrassing. But still loved it when it happened. That was a great moment. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, speaking of embarrassing Tom. <laughs> so <laughs> when you told me that we were gonna do this, immediately the first one, actually, no, this was the second one that came to my mind. We'll get to the first one in a minute. The second one that came to my mind, because it is always extra hilarious when things sort of blow up in someone's face yes so i would be remiss to not put reggie miller's choke on this list yes <laughs> number one just be i just think reggie miller's really annoying like when he does like uh, ba- i don't like basketball commentary and stuff him and who's chris weber i just like they make my ears bleed the corniness that goes around there <laughs> i can't fair deal with it so like this was my second probably yeah maybe my second favorite whatever was reggie miller's choke because eventually the knicks went on to win the series and we all had a nice laugh and we continue to laugh if you look up the most historic taunts in you know all of sports history this one is top three in like almost every list because it's that good um The second one, and this is actually my favorite favorite, was when Randy Moss moved. (laughs) So I Googled this one, too, when Brittany wrote this down. And it's so funny. If you guys Google it, first of all, the pictures and the videos, like, look like they might as well be from, like, 1960 because they're so blurry. It looks like he's pooping. It does. Like, I love Randy Moss anyway. I do too. And, like, I always did. He's always been one of my favorites and obviously one of the best ever. So, sorry, I just saw the picture. I told you. Why is this so grainy? Did we actually watch games when it was this grainy? This, Brittany, this was before high definition. This is actually what we watched. Like, how your did we ever not know wrong. like what their faces looked like? Exactly, you didn't. Oh my god, didn't I like Randy Moss because of his straight cash, homie? We we taught Layla to say that, and she would every time she'd see him, like on TV. She, like, I think she was three at the time. He like popped up. We were watching a football game. And he was commentating on it, and she was like, straight cash, homie. <laughs> I think that was my Twitter bio at some point, like in my was early it? years of Twitter. I, I was pretty embarrassing. So, I mean, yeah, it probably like we was. All were. We right? all were. That was like the, the, the era of AIM, which yes. we were so used to having a paragraph 
as our biography, which were sometimes lyrics or sometimes quotes. Oh, no, they were always <laughs> lyrics and always quotes. There was not original thought to be had on Instant <laughs> Messenger. But, like, no. think about it. The away message was such a powerful thing because you could be so passive-aggressive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, did anyone actually use that message to not be passive-aggressive at any point? No, I mean, pretty much, like, that was our Twitter. Think yes. about it. Yes. Like, your away message pretty much was, like, a tweet. Yeah. Or, like, even before that, before, like, AIM took over, you had just, like, straight-up AOL. Oh, Remember you amazing. had, like, profiles and stuff? Yeah. Do you remember and going like, to, like, chat rooms? Oh, yeah. Why were we ever allowed in chat rooms, by the way? I mean, ASL. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? ASL... There was another one too, ASL P, pick, age, sex, location, pick. I'd be like 17, female. <laughs> yeah, that's like 12 years old. 18, 12 years old? Female. <laughs> Sending in stock photos. <laughs> I think I actually did that at one point. Uh, well yeah because like how did we get a picture on the computer like nothing was digital like it was really hard like i don't think people understand how hard things were to do like just like downloading songs took like a day to download oh, one my song gosh. and you it was coming with viruses you knew that so you had to prepare and like, i gotta burn my cd it's gonna take me three hours to get one song downloaded and then um, now I'm thinking about burning CDs. Oh, I love that era so much. So good. The Lime Wire and Soul Seek. And what was oh, Napster. Napster? That was like the original one. Yeah, Napster. That was so good. Oh, I'm so getting good. so nostalgic now. Oh, well, I, okay, kids. so that's perfect for my next because if we're going to talk nostalgia, I can't stress enough how much I love this very specific era of football. And it was T.O. and Chad Johnson. Ugh. So, you know, when we talk about like, oh, back in my day. So when these two were playing, like, you know, at their prime, this is when I really started to get into football. And it was, I mean, it wasn't because of them specifically, but they definitely played a role. Because, okay, so before you, well, no, it was on YouTube. It was like probably when YouTube first came out. I've tried to remember so many times who this guy was, but he used to make these like parody songs. And I found them on like Deadspin back when Deadspin was like really good. I would spend hours a day on there. Like I, I probably skipped a lot of classes just to sit in the <laughs> library and look around on Deadspin. But there were these parody videos and there was one of like Tom Brady and um, there was another one of, they did one on Mike Vick before he got in trouble. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then they did, there was an Ocho Cinco, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss might have been in it a little bit. But this is what, like, it was so, like, creative at the time. Because I was like, oh, I've never seen anything like this. Now you see these, like, parody videos, hilarious stuff all the time. Where all you're the just time. like, eh, whatever. But, like, it was groundbreaking back then. So, anyway. <laughs> Cutting edge. <laughs> oh, it was so cutting edge. <laughs> um, my favorite 
Chad Johnson one was when he jumped into the dog pound, of course, to celebrate a <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> How dare you, Brittany? It was, it was so good, though. It was so good. Who does that? I know. Chad Johnson, that too. And the second one, and there were so many like T.O. ones to, to think of. But I I would probably go with him dancing on the star midfield in Dallas. Oh yeah, like there were, he he used to keep a sharpie in his shoe to like sign stuff whenever he like scored. Um, Can you imagine though if Twitter was around for these things? Like I, I mean, no. like the way that it is now. Or like imagine if remember when he was outside of his house doing sit ups, <laughs> and like there was like paparazzi there, like. And the day that they he was playing for Dallas at this time, and they couldn't like get a hold of him. And I remember bits and pieces of stuff because my memory is fading. But his manager or assistant they held like a press conference, and this one Bill Parcells was the coach, and. There was like rumors that he tried to kill himself. Do you remember this at all? No. Oh my god. I have, like, a, I I have swear, a terrible memory. Unless it's like a fever dream that I had. But like I remember her specifically because she had like really messy hair and she was chewing gum. Oh this was that's, this was TO's agent? Yes. Or PR person? Yes. Her name, I want to say her name was like Kim something. And she was sitting there like gnawing on gum at this press conference. And she's like Yes, the the line from that day was that she she said, "Well, he has thirty five million reasons to stay alive." Like I remember that specifically. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't remember this. Oh, it was. You have to like look it up after we're done because unless this is just the weirdest dream I've ever had that felt really real, I'm pretty sure it all happened. But this I feel like if Meredith where- were here, she would like remember. She probably would. I. It was weird, and I'm pretty sure it happened. And it's one of the many reasons why this era of football was so magical. Because Wait. then they they talked to Bill Parcells afterwards, and he like threw a hissy fit because he told him from the beginning, "I'm not talking about Terrell Owens," and they kept asking him, and then he just like threw up papers and like left the room. And I was like, "This so is I was- awesome." I'm trying to like Google about it to see like what I can find. I forgot they had he had a show, the TO show, which I I never saw back shockingly. in 2012 on VH1, which is oh wait, so it was 2009. Okay, well, okay, wait, wait, here we go. So it was it followed him and his friend Monique Jackson and publicist Keita Williams. So there you go. Like maybe it was. Does that does that name right? What's about her name? Keita. Keita K K I T A. Let me see what she looks like. I don't think this was her. Mm, maybe. Hold on. Let's see. And then Monique even... Jackson is one of his best friends that manages all aspects of the Owens brand. Marketing, promotions, public relations. Mama Mo. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, I kind of feel like I vaguely remember this. I feel like I vaguely remember this too. I mean, I was all about okay. her name reality. was Kim Etheridge. Okay, so not Me her. So it was not a fever dream. This really happened. 
It's got 35 million reasons to stay alive. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, Brittany, I like, I need to go down, like, I need to go down this, I'll go down this cave and I won't be able to get out. Like, I'll be researching all night. Okay, oh, so wait. I'm showing you a picture of her. This is what okay, she okay, looked okay. like at the press conference. Yes. Okay. I, I just Googled it. I found that. I see yes. it. Oh, he fired her. He did. Wait, look at this person. I see he's in the background standing there. Yeah, I saw that picture. He's sitting there like this. He's doing his arms rolling. crossed. <laughs> My gosh, like I I vaguely remember this. What year was this? 2007? I think so. I, I was like in college because I remember going to class that day, like that morning when everything happened. So this was like bef before like social media really took off all this stuff and imagine yeah. if social media were around at this oh time, my like, gosh as prevalent as it is now it would have been crazy Brady, you have a great you have a great memory because here's the article from espn i pulled up from 2007 when mm. the gum chewing etheridge spoke to reporters the following day she appeared annoyed and lashed out at authorities so you yes. you are spot on if it's 2007 to 2010 i remember it gosh very well everything else is like cloudy impressed. and a mess but like that because like, again, like T.O. was such a captivating figure to me. So I remember I used to be like an avid reader of ESPN, the magazine. Oh, and yes, loved it. So also a, a, a great pastime. Yes. So like, you know, all through grade school and high school and into college, um, like I every I think it came out. Was it every week? Yeah. And like, you remember how big they were? They're like this big. Yes. You know? They weren't yes. like little issues. And like I would read them cover to cover, and I remember this very specific story about uh, Terrell Owens that honestly it like broke my heart. And it was that story that at the time, you know, I wanted to go into like journalism because I wanted to be a sports reporter, and that's pretty much why I read this story. And I was like, wow, I want to tell stories like this. But the heartbreaking thing about that story was that um, he lived with his grandma in this little house. I, I want to say like Alabama or something. I forget where he's from. Um, but there was this little girl across the street and he like, you know, he had a crush on her and you know, they used to go out and play all the time. And his grandma told him, you know, you can't like that little girl. And he, he's like, well, you know, why not? And it was biologically his sister. So he had the sibling living across the street being raised by, I believe it was his dad. Okay. And he was across the street, didn't didn't know. Probably feeling unwanted. I mean, once he found out that his family oh, was across the street. Yeah. Right. So I read that and like, you know, it went into, he told some weird story about him going to a party dressed he just put like a sheet over him so he's like dressed like a ghost just to be like there's a lot of weird stuff in there but the the basis of it was just like wow i feel really bad for this guy and then later on in his life you know he he fathered a, a good number of children i believe and between the child support and giving money to all of his family who i mean honestly didn't really seem to have much to do with him but, you know, once he, he made it, he started paying all these bills for other people. 
once he was out of football, he was basically broke. Like he he yeah, went through all of his so money. Bad. It's a, it's just like a really heartbreaking story. And you know, that's why I've always and always will have a soft spot for him. Now, Chad Ochocinco, I just think he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just a funny guy. He seems like he's still enjoying life. He's always on Twitter yeah, talking agreed. about going to McDonald's and smoking cigars and yeah. He was really good with his money, so he's he's living a good life now. Living but life? those two specifically loved him. Uh, we got way off track here, but it was a good off track. That was a good, was some good information, as we usually do. Yeah, uh, another one: Desmond Howard, obviously doing the Heisman pose. <laughs> These well, two eyes. are for you, Bucknuts. <laughs> and last no. but not least, was Baker planting the flag. Probably Ugh. one of my best. That's one of my favorite baker memories i think it was a yeah, good one that was not fun being a buckeye fan but <laughs> you know and then he got that the he got right. the karma right with what's his face bosa was it yes. joey bosa that did the same or nick bosa for the yes. 49ers that was a terrible terrible day to be a bronze <laughs> oh that was oof. out of all that was the a losses, Monday night national game and like we were so confident oh no i'm that one was bad, but I'm also thinking of the one they played Denver, and they were playing against like a third string quarterback, and oh. we're like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be an easy win." Blah blah blah. That was also in prime time, and it was horrendous. That was our first year of that's what B said. Yeah, sure. that, yeah, yeah, that was we lived through that. Let, yeah, no, not bad. again. Bad time. This was good. I like this. I feel yeah. like we have to continue to keep track of the taunting. The like, oh yeah, this is gonna be our thing. Well, so I have to tell you a funny story about this because. Mm-hmm. This week, um, little dude, Maddox is playing 8U baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, Big step up from T-ball, Brittany. And it's funny because he had practiced the other night. And for whatever reason, this is not his first practice, by the way. But for whatever reason, it clicked. He, like, said to my husband, who was at practice, like, we get to play real baseball. It's, like, three outs, three strikes. You know, like, real baseball. You know, T-ball, it's just, like. You, you get a lot of chances. No one's, there's no, rules. Sure. it's just chaos. Mm-hmm. So my husband was like, all of a sudden he just runs onto the field. He's like playing second base and he's like real serious. He's like looking at his team outs. He was like, you're out. I'm going to get you out. I'm going to get you out. You're going to be out. And he was like flying all around. He was getting grounders, tagging someone. He was like trash talking his teammates. And I was like, well, I am raising a taunter, I think. Like, see, just- that's what happens when you let him watch Caitlin Clark unattended, Brie. <laughs> and Angel Reese. Like, it just yeah. rubs off. Just gosh. Rubs off. He also got a bloody nose that oh, same no. practice. Um, and his teacher told me that he came and told all of his classmates the story, and he said his life flashed before his eyes. <laughs> Wait, did he get hit or something or just start bleeding? So I'm a terrible mom because I bought him a new helmet that actually fits him, but I didn't have a chance to get him, like, the guard that goes over his, like, face, like, his Mm -hmm. mouth and his nose. And, of course, his coach throws him the ball and he, like, foul tips it off of his nose. (laughs) I guess, like, for his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It only flashed before his eyes when he saw the drops of blood. Like, before... (laughs) was okay until the blood until he saw it but you know what that's when it all turned for him where he started to get real serious about getting people out so like i don't 
getting hit in the face changed him. <laughs> what if he one day becomes a professional athlete and he <laughs> remembers this very specific <laughs> moment in his life Defining. where his little life flashed before his eyes and he got a <laughs> Well, I think it was last year. We were not doing the podcast. He... He did not want to play baseball last year. He played flag football and he was like real into playing defense, like real focus. Like it was like all he wanted. He was like linebacker slash safety, I guess. So he would just like track the ball. Oh my God. And the coach told me after like one of the games, he was like, yeah, he was like Maddox came up to me after and after one of the plays and said, You can now just refer to me as Madman. <laughs> I was like, I don't. He is, he is one for dramatics. I, I will just say that. I will oh just my say that. Gosh. I've got, we've got some stories. If he turns pro, we will see. What we his... call him Mad Dog, like Greg Maddox. Right. I know. That's right. We'll, we, we will see. He's going to play flag football again this year. So. Oh, I love it. Oh, anyway, um, um, before we move on, do you want to hear another kid's story? Of I have, course a, I do. have a doozy. Oh, I cannot <clears throat> wait. So yesterday, oh no, I can't even. I I told this story to Danny when he came home last night, and as the words were coming out of my mouth, I still can't believe what happened. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I was waiting for him to get off work because we were going to see Air last night. We bought tickets like last week. Ugh. So I was waiting for him. And my brother calls me and he's like, hey, (laughs) your niece wants to give a presentation for you. Um, Can we video chat? And I said, sure. And like, this isn't unusual. How old is she again? She is. Sorry, do you hear the cat? This is my life. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, She is 13. She's nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. So nine years old. And. I was like, yeah, like, let's video chat. Well, I'll look at her presentation. And this is not unusual because she's, like, in speech and debate and stuff. And she okay. gets, like, so anytime she does anything, like, she'll call, you know, video chat so we could get a look at what she's doing. So <laughs> calls yesterday. And first of all, she has, like, this princess dress on. And he's, like, you know, she's ready to give her presentation. She dressed okay. up. I said, Okay. So he puts the video and he's she gets in the camera and she goes, Aunt B, would you like a are you comfortable? Would you like a glass of water or anything? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> she brings up this slide, like PowerPoint slideshow presentation. <clears throat> the title is just athlete's foot. I <laughs> get so much better. So she goes through the slides, which, by the way, include. Oh, there was a warning. Okay, I was gonna say, is there some warning about like what's following the title? So, so she does this slide, the intro to athlete's foot, and you know she's given all this information about it, and then she said, "Aunt B, are you queasy?" And I said, "No." And this warning comes up on the screen, and it's like graphic oh. content following. Please don't look if you can't stomach it. And like she wrote it. It's not like it's like, you know, taken from something. Yeah. And no, she wrote this, like, oh, it'll make you sick, blah, blah, blah. So then 
up pops these horrendous photos of athletes' foot with like rashes and blisters, <laughs> and she's like, "See the the that's a normal one, and then down here it's all red and flaky, and this is what it looks like." And I was like, "All right." So she's wrapping up. You know, it comes to the end, and I was like, "Oh, that was really good!" Like, you know, give her a round of applause. Great job. And, and I asked her, "This is the kicker." I said, Laura, what uh, what class is this for? She said, this isn't for a class. I just felt like doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? Why of all things would you choose? And just casually like there's she, this is not for school this is not for I anything have... she just felt like making a presentation about athletes <laughs> but... she's gonna be a podiatrist i hope so <laughs> i the fact that she put on a princess dress to present athletes feet i <laughs> i felt again like i i was living in a fever dream <laughs> like, well, okay this real this is actually classic though because she's probably gonna go on to like medical school like they have to save her first presentation her first medical like her first medical i hope she goes into (laughs) and she's She's gonna go into something thinks about this stuff oh that's really cute yes it was hilarious she is honest to god she is like the smartest little kid i've ever met and she's hilarious like i was weird as a kid she's so much weirder but like i also (laughs) think she might be president one day (laughs) no joke that's how i feel about like my like i don't know girls especially like i feel that way about they're so smart a lot too so smart and like just wise beyond their years like we, I, are. we were we were downloading aim and typing in asl <laughs> rocky's girl 24 <laughs> 7 let me Is throw up some name? kelly clarkson lyrics kelly clarkson. i'm pretty sure i had nelly lyrics in mine oh god i hope you did or else 100%. why are we even friends <laughs> we saw nelly two years ago I re- oh, yes, oh, it was wonderful. Oh, I remember, um, I what was that song that I had? Um, I oh, I thought I was like super cool and like hipstery before hipsters were a thing, and I yeah. had Crimson and Clover lyrics as like my away message at one point. Did I also you? had um, Beach Boys. Like, what's do you believe in magic? <laughs> but like, when you type it out, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like real mysterious and sexy. <laughs> so, thirteen-year-old sexy me with Beach Boys lyrics. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating oh and crying. <laughs> oh, we didn't even make it out of our first segment. We're forty-two minutes in. We've covered aim. Athlete's foot, <laughs> taunting. What is this oh. even? What is this show about? I don't know. You know, it's hard to tell. It's it's hard to tell. <laughs> All okay. Right. All right. We will transition. We do have some sports things to talk about. <laughs> Let's move on to the Cavs. So, mm-hmm. we talked about it last week. They clinched the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So, just to take us down. I was trying to explain to Maddox what clinched meant. Oh no. He thought <laughs> like, he thought butt, didn't he? 
is mine with the bus. When I have to, when I have to poop and I'm not ready. <laughs> he doesn't poop at school, so it's just a whole forty-five minute bus ride of clenching. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. Oh, anyway. Dog. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my stomach hurts. So the Cavs clinched um, home court this week for the playoffs with their win against the Magic on Tuesday. Albeit it wasn't it wasn't an easy win for them. They haven't mm-hmm. been easy lately, mm-hmm. um, and they are in the number four seed. They also hit fifty wins, Brittany. Uh, the total over under for the season was fifty point five, so they might beat that. Um, I think this is a big deal. I would say that the Cavs this year have exceeded expectations with Donovan Mitchell being new to the team, um, mm-hmm. who also is playing amazing right now. Fourth game in a row of scoring 40 points, not playing tonight. We're recording this on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, Britt, like, what's your expectations for the Cavs? Like, what what does it look like for you? So, if I could just rewind to the beginning of the year, because this, this is a point that I, I want to sort of drive home how big of a deal this is. At the very beginning, once they got Donovan Mitchell, who I, everyone can agree is, you know, about as superstar as you can get. Um, when they got him, one of my biggest concerns was because of the way the Cavs had been built before. You know, you had a bunch of young talent. You had your core. And then you brought Evan Mobley into the mix, you yeah. know, um, a year ago, year and a half. What was he? It was two years ago. He was. Yeah. Two years. Ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my biggest concern was, okay, if you bring in Donovan Mitchell, which is great. How is that going to affect the development of Evan Mobley? Because, you know, if you bring someone like that in, you're like, okay, we're all in. We're trying to win it right now. Yes. Like, we're going all in. Maybe not this year, but like, that's the plan here. No more of the, the developmental stages, the, you know, sort of molding it together, getting, you know, draft picks. You're trying to be competitive right now, which I respect. But, like, any rational fan would, okay, well, how does that affect the blueprint that they had? What happens from here on out? Is he going to be able to properly develop and make that that leap that everyone's expecting him to make? I'd say, I mean, like, all year, he's gotten a little bit better at like everything over the past month month and a half he has been like on fire so i want to drive home that point because it wasn't just me who felt that way it was like okay well this is great but like what about him because there was a chance that like evan mobley is eventually going to be the best player on this team but he needs time to get there so the fact that they're here now and he's taking that le- that leap and he all signs point to he's going to continue to get better. Wonderful. I can't tell you how happy that specifically makes me. Because again, like you get a superstar and you're like, I don't know, like are they are the people are the pieces around him ready to to do what he's capable of doing? Basically, that's how I felt at the time, but Bree, I am so proud of this team. And honestly, I could I was thinking about it on my way to work today. And I was like, you know, the Cavs are literally the only team that's never pissed me off. Traded Drew Gooden. I was mad for like a second, and I always secretly hated Anderson Varejal after that. But like I always went back to the Cavs with open arms at some point. 
And I, I can't say that for the other two teams, but like the Cavs, it's that every every parent has their favorite child. And then I was like, oh, I can't say that to you. <laughs> you have three and they're little, they're just little people. So never mind. I'm sure. And also you seem like a very fair mom, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. I like, try. really like down the middle. It's You don't find that often. Like, you know, my mom, she always favored the boy. You know, my brother was always a favorite. And like, that's fine. I can't tell like with Danny's family how it's split up. But regardless, I'm going off tangent here. Um, Cavs are my favorite child. So as far as the like, expectations for this year, I I think they exceeded expectations. Um, but it wasn't easy. <laughs> you know, yeah. there there were a a handful of games where they looked about as bad as they ever have. Yeah. Um, especially against the good teams. Yes. Against the other, like, top playoff teams. Yes. Like, there have been times where I'm like, oh, man, what, I can't, and, like, there have been halves of games where, holy crap, they weren't even this bad in, like, 2019. And they had no, there was no real excuse for it. It was just, like, these things, these fluke halves and games would just happen to this team. Um, So all things considered, the fact that Evan Mobley got to develop and he, they haven't missed a beat. You know, Darius Garland's doing better. Jared Allen is such a great contributor. Isaac Okoro has come around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no complaints about where they're at right now. I All the kudos to them, J.B. Bickerstaff, Kobe Altman, everyone. Wonderful. Yeah, run. and I think to your point, they seem to be hitting their stride at the right time. Like you, you want Evan Mobley to be playing his best basketball mm-hmm. at this point in the season. And yeah. We need to hope that that continues. Donovan Mitchell obviously has been playing at a very high level all season long. Mm-hmm. So I would expect that just to become the norm. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting because I feel like the bench specifically is feast or famine. Yeah. I mean, they are wildly inconsistent, which is interesting because I felt like when we had LeBron during those championship runs, it mm-hmm. was kind of the same way. Like we, we just – the Cavs have never historically, in recent years anyway, been like a deep bench team. No. No, or but like had with like a Le- consistent player. Yeah. With the LeBron era, I guess it made I mean, a they were more old. sense. They were they were old, yes. <laughs> they were his friends. friends. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. sort of handpicked everyone that was on the team. So they didn't really have the the resources available, I guess, yeah, to, to develop a bench. Whereas now they kind of, I mean, they do, but I, they're like, for example, and I don't mean to pick on him. I do it a lot. <laughs> but what, who? Which one? Teddy. Oh my God. I was going to bring this up. So oh. I'm so happy you brought it up. We turned on the game last week. Was it Friday night? They were playing the Knicks. We turned them on and Jeff was with, like, we were like laying in bed, like getting ready to settle down. Jetty checks in. Mm. Jetty gets a foul. Jetty runs down to the opposite end to score a layup and he gets a charge called on him. That's like literally two fouls in like 15 seconds. Yes. Then he runs down to the other end of the court and gets another foul. My husband was like, Jesus Christ, Jetty, you've been in for 30 seconds. Take him out. He's got three. I was like, my husband gets so mad at Jenny. 
It is so. <laughs> he's like a wild man out there. He is. It's it's chaos. So chaos. the one. That <laughs> you know what Danny calls him? What? Don't, don't get don't Danny in trouble. I'm not. But it's funny. He calls him every. Wait, what's the name of that movie? Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he describes Chetty's offense. Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> literally the perfect description like that's like it's that is like that is exactly what happened the moment he checked in it's like, like literally he got three fouls i'm like what, where did you I, even come from minutes he's like he's like tasmanian devil and then, and then there was like the other game it was a national televised game poor jet poor jetty I swear to you, like, there were, like, five shots that he made where even the commentator was like, wow. Like, I've never I've never seen him shoot this way. Like, he was missing the mark by, like, feet. Not oh, yeah. inches. Like, if oh. the air balls, the every, like, it's oh. a mess. And I, if we don't, I, I pray that he gets so limited minutes in the playoffs because they can't afford to have him out there they can't i don't know how he's still on the team he i just lingers right he's like a case of athlete's foot just <laughs> but everywhere all at once everything everywhere all at once it's, it's overwhelming so yeah um Ooh. as far as so that's that's what we think. But the rest of the bench isn't much better. <laughs> it, it truly is feast or famine. I was trying to think, and no. I mean, Karis I mean, like, Levert. Like, I want him to be good so bad. Okay, yes, sometimes he is. Like, I will, I will give Karis Levert a lot of credit because he's really come into his own over the past uh, probably month. Again, probably yes, the last he month had a really left. rough yeah. Jan in February for sure. He did. But he turned it around and in perfect time too, because they need him in the playoffs to do well. They yes. need it. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. What they play they play tonight. It's like literally all the reserves. It'll be it'll be a jetty game. Actually, I wouldn't yeah, for that. It's on right now. Like Lopez started. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't think Jetty started. <laughs> oh no. I don't I think love he Lopez did. too. Talk about chaos. Like, oh my gosh. What yes. a squad right now. It's it's a lot. This is like the Toon Squad tonight, (laughs) and then and then they play on Sunday, right? Is is that the final game, Easter? Yes, yes. We're actually well, obviously Danny's, but I'm going with Jenna on on Easter Sunday. Good, yeah, good. good. See who they roll out. Celebrating Jesus. That's right. So, yeah, that's right. Let's talk about the Guardians. Let's talk about the Guardians. I'm so excited. Okay, so last we recorded, it was a week ago. Mm-hmm. Literally, MLB was just kicking off. They had a 10 o'clock game. Uh, none of us watched, probably. Or if you did, good for you. Um, they ended up losing that game. They went on mm-hmm. to win four in a row on the West Coast. Um, what I'm mad about is they've played six of their seven games with the first pitch past 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Obviously, because they're on the West Coast. Yeah. This was annoying. Um, and then the other interesting thing is they've had three games of their seven go into extra innings, which is wild already. Um, yeah. 
so obviously all the new rules have taken into effect. There's like all this buzz about how short the games are. I mean, they are like, if, if you've been able to tune in, like it does go pretty quickly. And then the other, the other thing about the guardians is they are the youngest team in baseball this year. They are average. Year, I heard. Yeah, 27 years and 15 days. Oh and gosh. so I was reading this article um, recently that talked about how the young and athletic teams are flourishing under the new rules. Um, mm-hmm. The Orioles, Rays, and Guardians are the three youngest teams in baseball, and they're off to a 12 and 4 start while stealing 22 bases in 23 tries. So, Brittany, our little babies, our little infants, mm-hmm. like, this could be the year. It very well could. You know, one, we talk about the pitch clock a lot. And like, I would love to, to talk about that here. But one of the things that doesn't get talked about as much and seems to be a, a huge difference maker is the bases. Yes. Which I didn't even think was going to, I was like, oh, okay. Like, what's a couple inches? Although inches, what's a couple matter. inches, right? <laughs> They mean a lot to a lot of men. Does an extra two inches really matter? <laughs> so, but, that sound effect was amazing. <laughs> oh, you should hear my boomer size in. Please I do did it. that. I retired it last night because last all right, night I did all right, it fine. so well. I'll fine. do it. I'm boomer sizing. <laughs> We're in chaos right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But back to the base. It makes sense to me that young, super athletic players are thriving in this because it, it's faster. It's yes. You have to be quicker. Um, your reaction time has to be on point. Like, yeah, that that would make sense. But I, I would never have thought of that unless you pointed it out. Yeah, and then... Um... So, like, I actually find I, I watched finally the first game yesterday because they played in the afternoon. So I was able to catch them. I just I can't stay up. I cannot. I go to bed at like ten thirty, like that, yeah. and that's late for me. It's usually mm-hmm. nine thirty. Um, but I was watching, and it is like I find it like very entertaining to like watch the pitch count clock like count down because you know they have to pitch like there's pressure to pitch like within that time and. Mm -hmm. Um, it does make things go quicker and there's to me like more strategy than involved and how they go about things. And like, there's more like either thinking involved or maybe lack of thinking where you just maybe have to go with your gut a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I do think like the guardians, like being a smaller, small ball team, if you will, I think this gives them more of a benefit because it felt like some of the higher payroll teams that can just go out and pay like these big bats, like mm-hmm. now the guardians can compete because it feels like, you know, they, they don't have to, if, if they aren't able to get these players or sign these big name players and these big bats, like they can, they can still win because they have the offense ability to be able to get on base and score. And it's not just about home run hitters anymore. So I, I don't know. I've actually like really enjoyed, really enjoyed watching the game yesterday. They went into extra innings. Um, but I have to ask you because home opener set for tomorrow, Friday today, if you're listening mm-hmm. four seven, um, looks like the weather's going to be nice or fairly decent for the game. 
Um, Travis Kelsey and his mom are going to be throwing out the ceremonial first pitch. So that's exciting. They're going to be wearing patches in honor of John Adams. Um, and I have to laugh because, you know, Brittany last week was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch. But then I think it was after the first game, Brittany, you texted us. I think it was like 6.30 in the morning. I I hate James Karen Chad. It was like random out of the blue came out of nowhere. And like, I need you to elaborate on this. So I'm obviously very new to pretty much everyone on this team. And, you know, the, the, it was opening day. So that was, what was last Thursday. Um, they they started really late. Danny watched it and I fell asleep. So the next day he was talking about Karen Check versus the pitch clock, which yes. I guess has been a little bit of a problem. It's been a problem. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, you know, I want to see this. So, you know, I, I don't know if it was the next game or the game after that. But he comes out there and I don't like his energy, like, at all. I don't like the way he like talks to himself and like makes all these weird faces. I did think it was hilarious when the Seattle fans were like counting down the clock because they knew yeah. he was m- messing with his head. I like that he gets rattled easily. He is like the perfect villain for me to <laughs> to watch, right? So this mor- was it this morning? No. Two nights ago, I guess he came out again. Yes, and he yeah, he he struggled against the pitch clock. Yeah. I had unfortunately fallen asleep about an hour before, and when I woke up, I saw that he struggled again, and I was like, "Danny, why didn't you wake me up?" So this is like my new obsession with this. You're like team. in it. I am all okay. the way in it. I'm now, so I now he now has to wake me up if he comes okay. if they're on the West Coast and he comes in to pitch because I have to see it. Whatever it takes for Brittany to watch baseball, exactly. I'm all for it. I don't, I'm going to send you this article, but Sports Illustrated wrote an article about him, and their title was James Karen Check and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad <laughs> Opening Week. <laughs> That's so good. I know. That was really good. I feel like Meredith would like that. She would love that. So, so yeah. We're going to go to some games, right? Um, I was actually considering getting that that pass. Well, the little pass. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, the monthly I mean, one. Like, the street. I can go there when the weather gets nice. I always have fun when I go to games and stuff. So and now I have a reason to go to cheer for the pitch clock. That's it's right. Not, I'm not rooting against the Guardians for the record. I was gonna say people are gonna attack you. Yes, Be careful. That's, that's, I just have a very personal beef with this guy for no real reason other than I just don't like his energy. Like. The faces and the screaming to himself and just like wait. I don't like guys that like hype themselves up like that. Like, oh yeah, he's he's like that. Like he gets real excited and hyped if he like strikes people out and like ends an inning. We, yeah, we like, haven't okay, experienced that yet. Congrats for doing your job, dude. Good job. <laughs> like, no, this is not my guy. I know that. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see this story unfold the rest of the season. <laughs> Um, okay, we will wrap it up with the Masters also started. Big, big sports weekend, guys. Big sports weekend. Yeah. Do we care? Brittany, do we care? Do I care about the Masters? Do we, do we care about the Masters? <laughs> the unfortunate thing is that we have significant others who care greatly. Oh, they care so much. Like, is Jeff obsessed with the Masters right now? Obsessed. 
obsessed is an understatement. <laughs> like I actually wrote in the notes that Jeff cried when Tiger won the Masters four years ago. Like we were like sitting and like I do enjoy watching the final the final nine or whatever the hell, like the Sunday tele televised and sure. Jim, Nance, Jim Nance talking in his nice calm voice and Hello friends. Hello, friends. <laughs> That's how we should start our shows. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. <laughs> we can. So four years ago, like, we're sitting there on the couch, and, you know, Tiger comes back, and, you know, he had really struggled like, getting back into golf and the majors, and, like, he'd been playing really terrible and all of this stuff, and then he goes on to win the Masters, and I'm, like, sitting there, and I, like, look to my left, and I'm, like, are you crying right now? I was, like, did you even cry? when I gave birth, like I'm trying to like compare like the amount of times I've seen my husband cry and Tiger Woods winning the masters is right on up there, Brittany, with my kid being born. That Tiger does something to, to men, to grown oh. men. Like he taps into some emotional part of their brain that like we cannot touch, but Weird. Tiger Woods can over and over again. They yes. live for this. And does it. like Danny, he watches live sports. I have to ask you this question. So like mm -hmm. my husband will like stand up and he'll like put his hand on like his chin. Like he's real into it. Like he'll just stand like blocking the entire view. I'm like, does it all the time. I'm like, he just like walks and stands and looks at the TV like with his hand on his chin. And I'm like, does Danny do that? I think that's a dad stance thing. Okay. Maybe that's the dad. Maybe. I'm yeah. Like, My like, dad does that. Does he? Just like in general. Yeah. He never really like sits. He's always just fidgeting and stuff. But like when watching live sports, I'm picturing it. And I, that's like such a dad move. So okay, we're not there yet. Danny just You're not Okay. Well, Danny, yeah. you have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> but like, it, it's funny too, because like, we'll be like in the middle in the morning. Like he always has on sports center. still. like Jeff is like still tunes into espn which is wild because i feel like espn his it's just so different these days oh yeah but like the top 10 will come on and like it's like a trigger all of a sudden he'll like stop what he's doing he like walks over in front of the tv and stands <laughs> I'm like, you know you can see the tv like where you were i'm gonna have to get a video like this would make a great tiktok i, I mean yes, I feel like so please. many other people would relate please do it so anyway i picked four random players Brittany, to bet on who are so, they, you know? Did you pick Xander? I, I did pick Xander. I was ma okay. mainly going by name. Xander so, is my favorite. Xander, I, picked Xander. I don't know. I can't say his last name, so I just call him Xander Souffle. <laughs> yes, Jeff texted me. He did not give me his last name. So I picked Xander, Max Homa, Hovland, and Neiman. So that's who I'm rooting for. No, I, I have no idea who they are. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, there's a chance that Tiger might – oh, oh, God. I was listening to the radio – tonight and they were talking yeah. about the masters and danny said you know because tiger might not make the cut because i guess you have to have like a certain score or something i don't know like whatever but like before saturday you have to have like a certain score yes I, and he's like I on the verge on. Of, yeah he's on the verge of not getting that score oh, and gosh. danny on the radio in front of everyone was like they need to make an exception for tiger <laughs> Tiger should be exempt from that role. Like, he should just always be in the Masters. And I don't think he was kidding. Like, I think he was what? being dead serious. Tiger like, I, I guess has. He has golf, something. 
it's just I don't get it. There's- I I could get run over and I don't know that he'd be as emotional as Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Like this, right, I'm telling it's you, it's not because he's a bad guy. You. It's just Tiger does it for guys. I don't know. Yes, yeah. I mean, I was blown away by the crying. <laughs> the <Masters>. <laughs> <laughs> now away. I kind of want him to win just so Jeff will cry. Again. <laughs> I- <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh well. That'll do it for the show yes. tonight, Britt. This was fun. It was. It was. My face hurts. I'm sweating. Oh, same. It's a good time. Like, That's how you know it was a good sore. show. <laughs> good show. Good show. Well, everyone, thank you guys for all tuning in, listening. Um, you know where to find us now, clearly. So please rate and review us. Give us a note. Let us know that you're listening again. And reach out to us on Twitter. And we'll hopefully be joined by Meredith next week. Bye. Bye, friends. <laughs>